The regular season is in the books. It is playoff time in the Legacy Leagues. There's no better time on the planet. It's the Low Post Podcast. I'm Dan Ruggiero, and with me, as always, is... PJ Thomas, glad to be back after finishing the season undefeated. Um, Ready to get started on the playoffs today, Danny. Yeah, and you know, we're going to get right into it. I wanted to start with the closest margin of the week, but I think it's best that we get this this other game out of the way first. At 8 p.m., there was a lot of emotions in the air on court one. A lot of lot of old faces, uh, a lot of new faces this season, at least, given that I was able to step on the court. And it was an outcome that I don't think any of us expected. No. The Duyes boys come out and beat the Werewolves 87-77 to 77 after starting their bench squad of P.J. Thomas, Nate Kirschenbaum, Kyle Wolf, and yours truly. But then after a while, I had said it in our tweet, the scrub lineup had opened the door, and then the death lineup comes in and shuts it as quickly as it was open. So, Pete, I want your insight on this beautiful game, and then I'm, I'll give some of my own as well. Well, I was going to say, I usually am the one giving the insight on the DA's boys because I'm living it, but you got to live it this week, Danny. We were glad to have you back. You uh, contributed with eight points of your own, just like old times, screaming and hollering while you were out there. So. Why don't, why don't you give the, the people what they want to hear and, and give your rundown of what it felt like to be back on the court with your, uh, your old buddies, the Duyes boys. Yeah, I think it was, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, let me go down to the Duyes boys box score here. <clears throat> Very well-balanced scoring approach. I mean, you got uh, Brian, myself, and Nate all contributing with eight. Actually, PJ, you're the only buddy, you're the only guy on the team that didn't contribute in the uh, points column. So You know, but I had a rebound and yeah uh, you did have that one rebound you know what i'm most shocked about looking at this is that i had five assists yeah danny you were dropping i led, the, I led the team in assists and i did not realize that yeah you know danny you're more of a contributor than you realize so yeah we're, we're I, glad I, to have you back i mean hey you shot 40 percent from three on the night i mean second, yeah but i'll tell place. you i'll tell you every shot that i took every single three i don't know what it was just something on the hands I hit those first two in the first quarter and then I missed the next three. But when I tell you every single three that I took just felt so good. And I thought they were all going to go in. Like I had some nights last year where it was like two for six, two for seven from three and it'd come off my hand. I'd be like, that's the most disgusting shot on the planet. But I, I would, every time I released that ball the other night, I was like, this one's going in. It reminded me of when Paul Pierce was on the wizards for a little bit. And he came back to the garden for, or, you know, came back to the TD garden for uh, his last game there. He balled out. That's what it felt like. There was something special. There was something special in the air, something special in the fingertips. Every, uh, every ball seemed to find you. So we were getting you some looks, but honestly, it was a nice change of pace for us. We never really let the, let the bench guys go crazy like that and play 20 minutes. So it was nice to get out there and uh, get some exercise for once. Mm um you know we had some fun we were up 8-0 to start the game and i was like what the hell is going on so um you know the bench guy the bench mafia has got it going for the days boys you don't get to see us too much but we're there we're there so um now continue with your analysis though danny i want to hear it i was gonna say you know for the werewolves i mean 
the last couple weeks, it hasn't been Brian leading the way for them. I mean, last week it was Sam Clifford. I think he put up 30 and Brian had a really down game last week. This week, Brian still has relatively a down game, but it was still Sam Clifford showing up, doing what he does. I, I really liked the battle between Sam Clifford and Zach Tartaglia. I thought they had a really good back and forth going the whole game. They did with uh, Sam Clifford telling Zach he was too small and then Zach, you know, putting his ankles on uh, on Sam's neck at the same time. So, I mean, Zach it's... almost Zach was one block away from the league record. How many blocks do you have? Zach had six blocks and the, uh, the league record is seven set by other Duye boy coach Shane Patrick. Shane has the record for blocks. He does. He does indeed. Is that like a retro like rookie card Shane game like? back in the oh, day yeah, absolutely wow okay uh, so. and then the other thing of note for the werewolves is that gino needed 11 points to get to a thousand and he got 26 he led the way he was kind of like his whole move was you know driving right throwing something up like a floater at the free throw line banking it off the glass he never called glass once but it's okay he got his thousand career point and you know shout out to shane uh coach shane patrovich as we like to call him, instead of coach pop it's coach, uh, coach Pat. So, um, you know, uh, going out there, really, really pulling the old coach pop move and, uh, you know, hyping the boys up, doing his thing. Love the not guilty shirt he wore this week. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great memento to everything that's transpired, but we'll leave it at that. Um, no, it was, it was a good game. We honestly told the wearables we were going to give them a win. So, um, kind of surprised ourselves that we won the game because I don't really think we thought too much about it. We weren't really going crazy trying to win the game, starting our starters. But, you know, Johnny said it to me during the game. He was like, you know, this is, this is more fun. We get to have some rested legs. And I think it showed Johnny dropped 30 easy. Like he had like an easy 30 points. And it was the first time all season he's really been able to have fresh legs. He usually doesn't come out of the game. Um, so, you know, I think that's a nice change of pace for him. And, you know, if the bench mafia can supply – you know, the Duye's boys can succeed. So um, we finish up the season eight and oh, unsuspected from the interns. They want to bet against us every week. They continue to bet against us, but you know, it's, it, it happens and we'll continue to prove people wrong. We've, we've done that. No one believed in us when we were the nine seed and we said we were going to win the championship except for us. And we did it. So keep down the Duye's boys and uh, you'll find yourself to be a broke man relatively soon if you keep betting against us. But I think that's probably enough for that game. We know uh, who the top dogs in this league are, and uh, we can get going on the next one. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, you were saying you're kind of surprised we pulled that win out. And I think part of it was because the scoreboard was broken. So they had to bring in the other little scoreboard that they kept on the scores table. So we weren't as as able to know like where we are. I didn't know we were leading that game until like the beginning of the fourth quarter. Right. So moving on to – another game where it was kind of hard to figure out what the score was. And speaking of Shane's not guilty shirt, the bogey kicks had their, I believe third or fourth straight close game in as many weeks. I mean, it seems like they've been going kind of putting the pieces together. They've been playing some of the better teams in the league close. And this one was like, we showed up to this game, the seven o'clock game. And the entire time we're like, what the hell is the score? Like, what's going on here? I, I have no idea what's going on because nothing was put up. And then they finally wheel out the little manual scoreboard and we're like, Bogey's leading this game. And 
I mean, it's it's the start of the fourth quarter, and they got a, a pretty sizable lead for the bogey kicks. Double and digit, they, I believe. Yeah, it was double digit at one point. But then they do what they do best. They collapse. Uh, the Ozone Boys powered by Zach Brooks's 2003 floor-length jean shorts. Bone collector, um, Allen Iverson. Yeah, John it's very Cena like and one mixtape tour. I mean, there were a couple of times he hit shots and he would do the You Can't See Me, the John Cena. But a big fourth quarter for the Ozone Boys, and they pull out the closest margin of victory of the night at 68-64. They finished the season at 4-4, four and four, but because of tiebreakers, it wasn't enough to get them out of the play-in games. And this is actually going to be a rematch game next week in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the 3 gents are, are hot. By the way, I know we've talked about this before. Whoever invented the Ozone Boys logo is, is incredibly genius, right? Yeah, because you know, the chemical uh, formula for ozone is O3. I love you it. I love O3. It. Um, but uh, no, I think ozone's hot at the right time. Took a little bit to get going, but you know, John Cena himself with 18 points on the night, we were we rolled up and we're like, what the hell is he wearing? And then he started balling out, and Shane was loving it. He kept calling him John Cena, and it was great. Um, you know, uh, a lot Lizzie of nicknames and, on the night from Shane. Yeah, and Lizzie, the Liz, there was... Lizzie and Hannah, Lizzie McGuire and Hannah Montana for the Hogan brothers. Um, you know, I, I don't know her first name, but Shane keeps calling uh Paul McGuire his sister's name. He he said Paul's sister is absolutely disgusting at basketball, and I don't think that's a knock when he calls him that. He just says his sister's better than him. He just likes to joke around, but word on the street is she's disgusting at basketball. So um, that's, that's Paul gets the only real compliment uh, from, from Shane. Um, but you know, uh, David, P David DePina, Jesus Christ, I'm going to screw those up the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. David DePina, um, 28 leading the way, 12 rebounds. Um, then you have Chase Banks, who's not usually there for them. We didn't see him. Um, pretty good baller, actually. I, I think he's the best player on the team when he's there. He's another guy. Like, remember when we were recapping the Duye's boys bogey kicks game and I was talking about Mike Evans' three-point shooting, and I was like, he only finished five for 15, but it felt like everything was going in. This, yeah. I mean, Chase Banks is another example of that. It was like three for nine, but I felt like every time he pulled up, it was going in. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was pulling from like 10 feet behind the arc too and hit i think the three threes he hit were from pretty deep um mike evans disappeared this game yeah i i don't know what was different i don't know if it was just that they had that second option scorer there but he just did not shoot the ball no and i like the way that mike actually runs the offense for them too um you know they're uh i think he's actually probably one of their best uh decision makers um there's a couple other guys in the team who are pretty poor decision makers um, as you know, um, you know, they, they make some questionable decisions. However, however, um, you know, Mike Evans, uh, he, I like his decision making and I think he does a good job. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, they, they call him the truth uh, when he's out there. So and uh, no, I, I like Mike Evans. I think he's good. He just I think it was probably lack of touches for him um getting chase banks the ball chase has only been there for a few games I, I don't really see his name too much in the box score he's a big dude though like big body um and yeah that's what agile. i was gonna say yeah he's a, not he's being a able dude. to not being able to see the games in person for most of the year like you only get to see it through the lens of the live streams that the duyes boys do or the snapchats that the league does and when you get there there's some people that like 
just look more menacing in person. I don't know what it is. Like Mike Evans looked way bigger than he does on. And it's, I mean, he literally looked like what's his name from Moana. Maui. Yeah. Maui. But he was, he was huge in person. Same thing with Chase Banks. Chase was, Banks, Shane and I, Shane and I said like in a not insulting way that he it looks exactly like Colin Sexton. Oh yeah. That's a, that's like, a fairly good he, He's like a guard and I think it's his hairdo because it's the, it's the Colin Sexton haircut. Um, he just, a, he reminds me so much of Randy Butler um, when he's out there, just like the, the build, like he's a, not a humongous, like six foot four guy, but he's like a big guard, um, freak athlete. Like, I really like him as a player, um, pretty quiet when he was out there, but just kind of just letting his ball do the talk, which is not something that's too common of a trend for the bogey kick. So I kind of like that. Um, but you know, no, I, I think that they're going to have a tough matchup, but let me tell you something. I don't think Chase Banks is there. Uh, um, I don't think Chase Banks was there when they played some other tougher teams. So to keep it close with Ozone with him, I think I think this has a shot to be a really good game coming up. Yeah, the, uh, it's definitely because we're gonna get a rematch first round. First round. Goes, yeah, yeah, there and there. I think the first game are actually no. Both of the playing games start at seven p.m. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but. I'm really interested to see how this is going to go because Ozone, I mean, both teams have to play with the mindset that if they win, they're playing again that same night and they're playing lob. So do you think it's going to be a case of Ozone is going to try to take it lighter and just do what they need to do to pull it out? Or are they just going to try to go full throttle and then see what happens against lob? It's going to be a very intriguing matchup. The thing is though, with, with this matchup, right. Is you have to win this first game to even get a chance to play lob. And the fact, if you're ozone, that the game was this close, you, you can't take it lightly um, because bogey has no reason to take it lightly. They haven't won a game. So they're going to give it everything they've got, because if they win a playing game and get to face lob, they're not expecting to be lob, Right. Um, for them, it would be their first win on the season, which would be the playoffs, which would be crazy, but they have nothing to lose. Ozone feels like they're a better team where they shouldn't be in this position, but you got to win this game now to get a chance to play lob who you've beaten, who you know you can beat, but you don't get there if you don't win this game. And, and it was the fact that you were down double digits in the fourth quarter and were able to come back. I mean, Ozone's better than that. Um, it's just a matter of like, I think they have to gas themselves for this first game. They got to win. They have to win this mm. game. Yeah. And you were saying the winner of that game has to go on and face lob after only an hour of rest. So let's move on to that. Lob locked up the two seed because of tiebreakers because of their win in the city bowl, which as we were mentioning, um, I will say uh, we did get confirmation from a certain big man on sin city. We do know how to pronounce his name. He told PJ and I very, very generously that it is pronounced as Devin, but everybody just calls him Dev. Dev was not there. Dev and was not there. He was not there. I believe he was in Florida. He actually is a pretty cool dude from his DMs. He was like actually really chill. And, and oh, like, yeah. Yeah. No. So I, I like Dev. Cool guy. Devin, Devin Pina. No more Devin Devon. I know they call him no, exactly. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, Joe, Joey was hopping on the uh, the Devin Devon Pina train on yeah, the post-game yeah. show. But now we have the clarification. It is Devin Pina. Yeah, no, De Devin is their key. Um, I know mm. that they lost that game without Devin. What sucks is I was talking to Taj a little bit, and Taj is a wicked cool dude. Go hit up Taj if you want to get ripped because he's a personal trainer, and some of the guys he trains are, like, ridiculous athletes. Um, he's going he's gonna to get Shane – 
ready to go for next season. He's going to turn Shane into an absolute monster. But no, I I, I think they got a lot of uh, key pieces, but I was talking to Taj and he did let me know um, that Javon, um, so Joey was alluding to it in the podcast, is that this was his last game. Um, If you didn't know, which I didn't know based on how he was playing, he's having like a full reconstruction of his knee. He has like a blown out knee. So the fact that he's been (laughs) this dominant with one knee is ridiculous um, because he was a problem for us. Um, So Javon, um, I know our game was like a bunch of shit talking. It was crazy, but we do really wish you the best for your knee surgery. Um, Obviously hoping you come back healthy and anything we can do to support you. uh, We'll do it. So, um, you know, we'll all be thinking about you in the legacy leagues and hoping you make a quick recovery. Um, but pretty impressive what you've done so far on one knee. So, um, you know, I, I think Sin City, they're going to try to pull out uh, some wins for Javon. But if they get uh, Devin back and Taj is rolling, I think Taj is a great guard. I think he's uh, one of the better, like, true point guards in the league, right? Um, he does it on both ends. He's really like a, I, I would compare him to, like, a Marcus Smart kind of guy. Like, he's really able to score the ball, and he's really able to play defense as well. He's a lockdown defender. He's just an absolute muscle head. He's a beast down there. He's built like a running back. I don't know if he played football, but, um, you know, he's he's just like – he's that that's what he is. He's a running back. He's a dog. He just barrels through the defense and gets to the hoop. So, um, with Taj and, uh, and uh, you know, Dev, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, it's just a matter of if Terrence is going to show up to the games on time. We love Terrence. I was going to say, yeah, because they started this game with only three people. And our boy remember. wasn't there. Our boy wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, Jerry wasn't there. Garen wasn't there. Garen's been providing valuable minutes for them off the bench. We, we love Garen. We do. But, um, yeah, I think the big thing with them, because they have a tough draw in the first round, too, because they broke the tie with ozone for the four and four teams based off of the better BPI, which factors in offensive defensive efficiency. Um, but their first round draw is the warriors and the last Ooh, time they, they went played, to overtime with, they did go to overtime with them. And I will say that um, I think Taj had a big part in this. It was one of Gion's lesser performances of and the year. Took, I think he only the, had 18 points and it took Charles Correa going nuclear. If you remember that week when we talked about that. Yeah. Charles came game ready that day. He did. And then let's look up to Lob City because I don't want to shy away from that. Uh it was Colin again leading the way. Cody hitting multiple threes again. Uh Vic showing up, which is big because another thing that Joey touched on, no Jose still. So it looks like the rumor mill that he's not returning is proven yeah. to be true but here's what um, makes me nervous here's what makes me nervous right what name stands out to you on this list i don't know how much you know about rhode island basketball now that you're a philly guy but what name stands out to you on this list i don't well, i don't know where you're alluding carl lee yeah what about carl lee carl lee can do what every what zach tartaglia does on eight foot rims on 10 foot rims I don't quite know why he's in this league. Um, well, I also it started off where he was like showing up as an extra body for lob and he would like play the first quarter as a warm up for his other men's league games. Then he would leave. But I mean, Dude, it looks Carl, like he stayed for most of the game this week. Carl Lee is a very good basketball player. Yeah. That's, that's what I heard from Shane, from his friend Benji, I believe. Um, they were like, Dude, why is Carl Lee here? Like, he's disgusting. Um, so. Uh, get Carl the ball. Let's see if he wants to play, uh, 
you know, I'm curious to see if he starts really going at I, the, the thing with lob is I really don't know what their roster is going to be every week. Nuri's there this week. He's not there next week. Vic is here. Then he's not there. And it's just Cody and Greg, or it's just, you know, then Carl Lee stands under the, in the, under the hoop for four minutes and leaves. It's like, but yeah, but then, I, yeah, I, then he leaves after the second quarter. I, so I don't really know what you're ever going to get from lob. Um, hey, if no one shows up to this game, good luck. You're not beating Ozone again if you don't have a roster. But, um, you know, you're picked 50 50 to win the championship from the interns. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. But no, Lob's a good team when their guys are there. It's just like you don't, they're the ones with like the most bizarre um, attendance issues like I've ever seen. And they can do that because every guy in their team is a stud. Like every guy in their team would be the best player on, on, uh, on bogey kicks or, they would be the, they would easily be the best player on the Lincoln 18ers, right? Um, or even only the fan. They'd be uh, one of the big rotational pieces. Um, but you know, so they can do that. It's just uh, it, it's just kind of bizarre with the rotational issues that they have. That they have. <laughs> All right, we had some technical difficulties cutting <laughs> off at the end of the um, the City Bowl. So uh, there's two games left to cover from Week Eight. I want to leave this one specific one for the end uh so we're going to talk about the halfway crooks they almost double up the lincoln 18ers it's a final score of 102 to 55 yeah um i don't know what the hell happened with the lincoln 18ers this game but i'm assuming just kind of a wash jeff winchell's a big body jared hansen shot the ball really well uh spence freeman hit a three danny look at this um Joey Zacco hitting three threes. That's when, you know, it's kind of a wrap. Um, the but- thing with Spence Freeman, which he came up to me after our game and we introduced ourselves to each other. We had a great time. Did you, I told him threes? that. Yeah, no, I told him like, I mean, nothing mean by making fun of his shooting abilities. It's all in good fun. And then I told him, I was like, look, I had two threes in our game. So I'm expecting two threes out of you. He didn't give me two threes, but he at least gave me, if he was going to hit one, I'm glad he didn't go one for eight. I'm glad he went one for three. Yeah. No, and Joey Zacco, three for seven, 42 points. Get Joey the ball, man. Get Joey the ball. Joey has been the hot hand lately. It seems like everything that he touches turns to gold sometimes. Yeah. So uh, give me a little bit of a scroll. So yeah, we'll go to the like 18ers. Chris Adams, honestly don't know who that is. Um, He's another one of those guys that shows up like, Every so often he's been there for maybe like three or four games, I think. But when he shows up, he plays pretty well for them. Same thing with Steven Ritchie. You got the clout man, only six points though, over five from three. The clout man is a tale of two faces. I'll tell you that. The clout man is hot and the clout man is cold and their shooting ability determines how they're going to to perform in a game. If they're hitting, they can probably hang with a lot of those mid-level teams. But if they're cold, like they were the other night, it's a rough game for them. 26.2% from three. Yeah, it's not going to cut it, really. Um, yeah, does a tough game all around for the 18ers. I don't think there's really much to say here. They had a tough game. The halfway crooks were hitting shots, scoring the ball. Jeff Lynchell is doing his thing in the paint. Chris Adams had two blocks, but really not, not enough defensively to do much. Um, so, I don't know. Tough one there. Um, they got to pick, they just got to kind of forget about it. I don't think that this game mattered for them anyways. I think they were still stuck in this, eight, uh, what is it? The nine, They're the seed. nine seed, the yeah. nine seed. They're stuck in the nine seed anyways. So I think they were just probably going to have some fun, but they got to get ready for a big game on Tuesday to potentially two. 
Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that shakes out. Mm. And we're going to go from the 18ers to the team that the 18ers will be facing next week in the first round of the playoffs. I got to say this. We had been talking last week, and I had mentioned that through seven weeks, aside from the Warriors' first two games in week one and week two, only the fam had allowed the league high in points every week. Not only did they do that again this week, letting up, I believe it was 134. It was 134 points, and the entire game was played four on three. In favor of only the fam. In favor of only the fam. Not only was it four on three, and you <sighs> lost by 30, you had a man drop 90 points on you. Not a man. Not a man. A, a god monster. among men. Gian Avedesian drops 90 points in a game where realistically there should always be a double team. Yeah, and who are you going to double? And on, when on? you go on offense, there should always be someone open. Yeah. It's like I was talking with Joey about this because I put on Instagram that like we voted for John for player of the week. And I was like, look, we want John to win player of the week of the week as much as the next guy. But it's just, it's disrespect. I get that you can't, you have the thing of you can't win two weeks in a row. And I was like, it is disrespectful to not nominate him for the award. And Joey was like, well, yeah, but it was like, it wasn't real basketball. It was a game that didn't mean anything. It was just like breakaways and dunks and like cherry picking. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, 90 is 90. And it's a game where you put up 90 in a three on four game and it helps you clinch the three seed for the playoffs. Yeah, 90s 90, dude. I don't care what it is. I'm telling you right now, if I was in the same situation as Gian, I'm not scoring 90. Oh, hell no. Uh, like we had said, it, but coming into the week that I was going to, I we told the werewolves, we we're like, hey, let Dan break the scoring record for the league. And, you know, once I found out we showed up and they were like, yeah, Gian had 50 at half. And we go over there and they start talking to us. We start talking to the interns. And I'm like, how many does he have? And the interns like, show me the iPad. They're like, he doesn't want to know. So I'm not saying it out loud. You can come look at the screen. And I take a look and it was four minutes to play maybe. And he had 80. And I was like, are you kidding me? And look at this, not even to be like outdone. Look at Henry. 33 points, 16 for 19 from the field. That's, that's yeah. efficient. He had a triple double. Why didn't yeah. Henry get nominated for player of the week either? Yeah. Well, I guess it wasn't real basketball, but, uh, dude, I don't know what the hell only the fam is doing. Um, I don't know what they're, what kind of basketball they watch. If they're going to play defense like this and they sneak out a win against, uh, the Lincoln 18ers, I'm going to tell you right now, Johnny Kutu, Vinny Volpe, Zach Tartaglia, and Brian Yars will have the most fun they've ever had all season. If you guys want to come and not play defense against us, we'll take it. We'll take that just, in the first round. I wonder what's going on in their head as a basketball team. Not much. Because it's like, like granted, you, you like I think uh, Aiden touched on this in the postgame show. They were missing Tucker. He's a pretty good defensive piece for them. I mean, a three-legged dog would be a good defensive piece for them <sighs> at this point. Like, what are we doing? I, I really don't know. I If they've beaten the Lincoln 18ers, which is what is flabbergasting to me, but if they do, again, beat the Lincoln 18ers, as they, we know they're capable of doing, 
good luck to them not playing defense in, in their second game of the night, because I'll tell you right now, that's not going to be a pretty outcome. Um, I would like to make a quick point, however, about Gian. Gian, I want to make sure we gave him his flowers this week. Absolutely, Gian. You're one of a kind dude. Um, you're a good dude. We're going to give you a shout out. I find it fascinating that the three people in, that I view in the league as three of the top, probably top five players in the league being Johnny Kutu, Vinny Volpe, and Gian Avedesian. None of them played varsity high school basketball. Yeah, that is probably the most right. baffling stat that I know. Vinny and Johnny not making the varsity team at Hendrickson, And then you have Gian not making the varsity team at Coventry. And you, you, you just wonder, right? I mean, we're, there's some guys that they go up against in the legacy leagues who are very good basketball players. Some played in college. Brian Yars was like the leading scorer all time at Cranston West. Played at CCRI for an excellent team with a bunch of guys that played overseas, right? And there's a bunch of guys in the legacy leagues who played like very high level basketball. I'm pretty sure Charles Correa played in like Puerto Rico or something. So you, you, but you wonder, right? Like who made these high school basketball teams over these guys? Yeah. And you just question, right? Um, but no, Gian plays with a chip on his shoulder, probably for the same reason Johnny and Vinny do. Um, we've had that discussion with them and, um, dude, credit where credit's due, bro. Cause you're a absolute friggin' hooper. So, you know, um, yeah, I hope you like the color red because we're going to make a push for you, but, uh, I mean, no, Hey, uh, Covent Coventry looked good and they didn't want him wearing their red. We'd love to have you wear our red. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime you want to throw on the, the DB Jersey, you just let us know and, uh, mm. we can get you suited up. Um, but no, I mean, I think the Warriors are going to, are going to dude. we've said it. We, we, the first like three weeks of the season, we're like, yeah, they just can't rely on Gian. That's out the window. That's out. The, that's out the window. I think one thing that I was interested in was I last week, I looked at the records for scoring because Gian had had a week of 40 something points uh, and then a week of like 20 and then two weeks of 50 point games. So I was like, what's the the all-time scoring record like in a season? I was like, is that feasible? And last week I looked and I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot we had this conversation. Yeah. And I was like, I looked and I was like, no, it's just, it's not feasible. Like they would have to win the finals and he would have to average like 40 points the rest of the way yeah. for it to be something even remotely possible. It's on the table here now. I yeah. think if he keeps playing to this level and like, even if they lose in the semis, he could do it. Cause How I many think points what is it? Well, I think last time we talked, he was like, I, I, it was triple digits. He was off. Right. Mm, yeah. I the think, uh, scoring record for total points was three eighty four, I believe in 10 games in the, I mean, I think he it was just, the very he first just did season. a third, almost, almost a fourth of that really. In, yeah. So now he's up to 344 points. So he needs 40 something points to do it. Yeah. And if he can score 40 points, even in the next game, or if they win their first game in the first round in the quarterfinals and they go to the semis and he scores like 20 something, both times he breaks the, the single season scoring record. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So um, no shouts to Gian. All the love, bro. I hit. I followed you back on Instagram like you requested. I know you have a very serious Instagram follow. Yeah, so. I gave I gave him a follow too, and I needed to make sure that he saw because I didn't want to 
absolutely absolutely so uh yeah keep that in the back of your head uh start wearing the color red around your house see how you like it and uh get back to us so um all right let's go let's get going on the next game game uh well i was gonna say that's gonna do it for our uh our week eight recaps before we get on to uh the playoff previews we got a quick little ad read for you this week's low post podcast is brought to you by legacy sports media do you play in a league that could use full box scores, player pages with career stats, post-game interviews, a great podcast like this, and a lot more? Tell your league commissioner and contact us today so we can enhance your basketball league and help you continue to build your legacy. You are a fucking sellout. I'm going to swear for the first time on this podcast. Look, I'm just, I'm just doing what the boss man tells me to do. Company but, man's coming and knocking on your door, Danny. You're uh, what the door. I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pull up the picture of the bracket from Twitter. I'm a, we need to get the picture of Vinny back up there. I don't know why that ever was gone. Vinny needs to be that. Well, I think it was like Duncan on hose. Oh no, it was the dunk. It was the Zach Tartaglia block to the Vinny Volpe dunk. That needs to be the background of it again. I don't know why we ever got away from that. So let's pull up this bracket right here. This is what we're looking at. Damn, look at Johnny. Look at that. They got a, a beautiful shot in there. But seven o'clock, we've got our eight nine, only the fam, the eighteeners, and our seven ten, the ozone boys and the bogey kicks. They get an hour off and then they'll end up facing the Douyes boys and Lob City at nine o'clock. And our eight o'clock games are gonna be werewolves and halfway crooks and the warriors and sin city. So which of the play-in games do you want to start with? Ours. Okay, yeah. Our potential So let, let's start with that. It's only the fam and the 18ers. I think we touched on it a little bit here. These teams were matched. Uh, actually, fun fact. There are no matchups right now in this first round that of teams that have not faced each other. So everybody in this pool of games that are already set has faced each other at least once crazy so only the fam and their matchup against the 18ers i think that was week two for them honestly the only second win the only matchup that'll happen or uh the only matchup that could potentially happen that hasn't been a game would be only the fam and duye's boys because lob city has played both the ozone boys and bogey kick so potentially that's the only new matchup we're going to get in week in the week one of the playoffs i was going to say maybe even in the playoffs in general because lob city didn't play um the 18ers and the only way they could meet is if they both went to the finals. Right. Um, we only the warriors didn't, play, didn't the play the werewolves and that could only happen in the finals, which is plausible. Right. Um, Sin city. Who did sin city not play? They didn't play. Um, I don't know. Did they play bogey? No, sin city played bogey. They beat them by like 30 or something like that. We, I think sin it was, um, I think it's only the fam. I don't think they played only the fam. No, they did. They did? I saw Jerry playing against them. Um, hmm, That's interesting. I don't remember who they didn't play. Oh, the uh, the Ozone boys. They didn't play the Ozone boys. Oh, so that matchup could potentially happen. Yeah. All right. But let's talk about only the fam, the 18ers. They have played once before. Only the fam got a win. I'm blanking on the final score. But this is something that we had talked before, and it's a can they play defense? And what's it going to be for them in the rematch? 
I really don't even know how to analyze this this upcoming game. I really I really don't. If we're gonna be honest here, um, only the fam has Jaron. He's probably the best player on the court in this matchup. And in the playoffs, having the best player on the court at a given time is a humongous advantage, right? I just don't know if they they don't get they seem like they don't give a shit when they play. So it's like Lincoln, if they're hot, if they're on a bad night, they're not winning. Like if you if Lincoln can't score, they're not winning the game. I don't care what the hell they do. But if they're on, they have a good night and only the fam just usually does what they usually do and don't play defense, then they're not gonna win. Um if only the fam wins, I I don't I mean, I don't see them getting by us. I don't know if anyone does, but I mean, anything can happen, sure, but this would be an odd time for them to start playing defense if they haven't done it all year. So, um, this yeah, what I was saying was I wonder if only the fam's just not playing defense in these games and giving up so many points because they know that they're outmatched. So they're like, what's the point? And it makes me wonder if they're going to come into this matchup with the 18ers, a team that they've already beaten, and be like, oh, we know we can beat them, so let's actually play defense against them and try to and try to beat them that way. But I agree with your point that they do have the best player on the floor, and that usually is a, a benefit to have in the playoffs. But we've seen games where, like, Duye's boys versus Boom in summer 19. Boom had the best player on the floor, and Jose, they didn't win arguable that's an arguable point i mean historically the mvp he was the mvp yeah he was the mvp so and vinny Vinny has that dog in him where he likes to kill the mvp he does but if i'm gonna set a line here i'm gonna favor the 18ers here because it's one of those eight nine games and if we go by march madness rules it's not technically an upset if the nine beats the eight, it's really more of an upset when it's a team two seeds below that wins. Like the seven, so, ten. Yeah, or exactly. Seven, nine. So I'm going to favor the 18ers here because I think they can do it. I'm going to favor them by two and a half. I'm going to favor the 18ers as well. I think what we should do for Joey, and we'll post it, we got to get access to the low post pod Twitter because you and I would absolutely crush that. Um, but I think we need to we'll fill out the bracket as if we're doing March Madness and we'll post it and say these are this is the pick for the low post pod. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Uh, that'd be really cool. So we, we can do that. I'll get if you can send me this graphic, I'll make the, the edit. Um but I mean, yeah, I go Lincoln 18ers, but I think you keep it a, a small margin. I like the two and a half. I'm fine with setting that line. Um, no point to setting the line for the Duye's boys or Lob City this week because we just don't know what the hell product yeah, exactly. we're gonna get. Um, you're gonna what whatever team you're gonna get, you're gonna get an exhausted version of that team, and you don't even know who you're playing. So I think we only really set four lines this week and, and we call it there. But um, I like that line for sure. All right, and then moving on to the rematch of week eight, the 7-10, the ozone boys and the bogey kicks. The Ozone Boys came from a very, a very dark place the first weeks of the season. They started off 0-3. They ended up grinding to finish 4-4, four and four, but it's not enough because of tiebreakers. They still have to play this first game, and it's a rematch of the game from last week. And 
even still, I think they win. I think it was funny because I think one person on the post game show favored the bogey kicks and everyone else, they were like, oh, what's your pick? And without hesitation, everyone was like, ozone, 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 ozone. I think it sucks for Lob that Ozone had a bad first half of the year. <laughs> um, because let me tell you something out of the seeds, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Or even if you want to go, yeah, that's the bottom five seeds, right? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Ozone's the best team in that group. Mm. And they're the seven. Um, and, they, and if they win this game, they have to play Lob who they've already beat this year. And I know the last time Ozone played Lob, it was also a doubleheader, but that was the first game of the doubleheader. So if you're gassed trying to beat Bogey or after you beat Bogey, if they win this game, let's say, then you got to play Lob on like tanks half full. Which they can do it. Um, and it all depends on Lob's attendance issues, right? That could play a humongous factor in game one. Um, yeah, you got to wonder who's going to show up. I mean, like, realistically, Will you get right? Carly? Will you get Vic? Will you, who, who are you going to get? Will you get Jose? You never know. Um, but let me, let me be honest with you. Ozone, this is why it sucks for the bottom half of the bracket. The bottom half of the bracket are all teams that, like Sin City had a chance to be, I think, as high as the four or five, right? Um, yeah, if they beat Lob, then the Warriors think, could have been the two. Um, Lob yeah, could have fallen. Lob, the I think they could have been as high as the four because they beat the Werewolves, so they would right. have had the tiebreaker over them as the other five and three team. So, I mean, yeah, the top half of the bracket is very good as well, but the bottom half of the bracket is all teams who could have been top four seeds, except for Bogey. Um, in the Ozone Boys in Sin City, those are two tough lower seeds. Um, I mean, you're one, four, and five, you're expecting those teams to be good with two yays, werewolves, and halfway crooks. But I mean, seven, two, seven, three, and six are all excellent teams. That is a tough side of the bracket. Um, and Ozone honestly is a we're gonna pick stuff later, like we're gonna we can verbally pick our bracket and then we'll post it. I think that'd be a cool end of the to the pod, but a sleeper team for me, really. I think we should each pick a sleeper team. My sleeper team is the Ozone Boys. Mm. I think you could see the Ozone Boys in the semifinals. Yeah, and if I have to set the line for their game against the bogey kicks, we already have the body of work. It was, what, a four-point win? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep it at that. I'm going to give it four and a half because I think they're better than beating bogey by four points. So I'm going to call it four and a half. Come out like with a good it. performance. It is the playoffs. Games tend to be a little bit closer in the playoffs. I like it. Um. Okay. Do you want to do the 4-5 or the 3-6 now? Let's go with the 4-5. We'll go back up top. Okay. This is another matchup from a couple weeks ago. It's the Werewolves and the Halfway Crooks. That was beautiful line setting. We put it at 6.5, and, and I think it was a 8-point win, maybe, if I remember correctly. Or no, we put it at like 4.5. and, a half and it was In six favor of win. Halfway, right? No, in favor of the werewolves. Oh, in favor of the werewolves. I'm I'm torn as to which way to go in this. One. Th this for me is a pick'em. I think this one's a pick'em. It's going to be a defensive battle. We've got two players on either side of the the uh, court. We've got Brian Heston and Jeff Winchell. One of them got my defensive player of the year vote. I will not tell you who. But I'll tell you mine if you say yours, because one of mine is on this is in this game as well. My defensive player of the year is in this game. 
Okay. Mine is as well. So who's yours? Mine is Brian Huston. Mine is Jeff Winchell. So here we go. We have differing opinions here, right? Yeah, because um, you know, we we said that bit on the podcast last week about who our picks were. And then we kind of got into a little Twitter battle with not not battle, more of a conversation with Jeff Winchell and Brian Heston. And then I was like, you know what? Let me like really dig deep into the numbers. And I looked at individual efficiencies. I was doing calculations I didn't even know existed. And I was like, you know what? He's forcing my hand here. I'm going to have to go with it. I know Joey was saying, don't tell everybody like your picks on the podcast, but it's like, it's who I voted for. Fuck it. I don't what know are they if he's going to win or not. No, nah, no one's going to get mad. We, we tell it how it is. I think people know our opinions on this podcast. We say them enough. I picked Brian Hessen for defensive player of the year. You picked Jeff Winchell. That's just going to show essentially how good this is a, a defensive battle this is going to be. Yeah. And I think it comes down to the key to the game is who's going to play the better defense, because if the werewolves play the better defense, then you're stopping guys like Jeff, like Jared, like Spence. <clears throat> and if the crooks are playing better defense, you're stopping guys like, uh, like Brian, like Gino, if Sam Clifford shows up, you're stopping him as well. And you're really kind of putting the ball in the hands of these Connor Harrington's, these Jared Ganser, it's the, what, what's the other one's name? Joe Palazzo. And then for the crooks, it's like, can Joey Zacco win you the game? No. But that's the point. If it's can, a defensive battle and you have to put it in the other people's hands, can Spence win Freeman you win you the game? And I, I don't know. That's why I'm going pick them here. I think but we go. I think this is, this has the potential to be one of the better games of the whole playoffs. I think. I agree. And then my ideal my ideal semifinals here is Duye's Werewolves because that's been the semifinals. That was the semifinals year we won the championship, and it was an overtime game. It was a great game. It was. I think it was a three-point overtime game, too. A yeah. game that featured Brian Yars on the Werewolves. Correct. Correct. So I think it would be a fun little game. That was the game after we tweeted Brian and Brian Yars in, in my jersey. And we said, oh, yeah, you, you completely cropped his face over yours and was like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah. Love um, those memories. No, that either way, it's going to be a great. It's this is going to be a fantastic game. Probably the game I'm. I wish we could. Uh, is what time is that game? Our game's at nine, so we can watch this game. Yeah. So the first, the two playing games are at seven. The two quarterfinal games that are decided already are at eight, and the two matchups of the one and two seed are at nine. Right. But moving to the other eight o'clock game, it's another rematch of a game from a few weeks ago. I think and we this throw is, this. I think we throw the same bit here. This is another one that it was a it was an overtime game. It was one of the only regular season. I think it was the only regular season game to go to overtime. Yeah. And it's the Warriors, and it's Sin City. This is another team where you were saying Ozone is better than the seven. I think Sin City is better than the six. Realistically, I could see either of these teams at full strength going to the finals yeah especially but, on the side of the bracket they're on yeah exactly um but i think i can't not favor the warriors i can't not favor few weeks they've had so i'm gonna give them i think it was an eight point win in overtime for them i'm gonna give it four three and, and a half, half. oh three and a half Ooh, okay and half. i'm gonna okay. give it a four and a half okay fair i like it okay warriors four and a half I think the key, because now we'll get to see, because they won't have Javon, 
Javon's not going to be there. So it's a little bit less of a presence. I think the key is, can Taj stop Gion again? And can uh, Devin Pina do his thing? Exactly. Because Devin Pina hasn't been there in a week. We've only seen him have one bad game. Yeah, Devon Pina. Is he going to be a little up. bit of. Uh... Devon Pina was who showed up against the Duye's boys. Devin, yeah. Devin Pina. Devin Pina, shows... Devin Pina shows up every week, but Devon Pina showed up against the Duye's boys. Yeah, it so was, that's why his, it's, it's Devin, Pina. Devin Pina's Wario. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm favoring the Warriors here mainly because I'm really intrigued and I, I hope it gets to this point. I really want to see a Lob Warriors semifinals because that was a week one game that Lob won by, I believe, 50. 50. They won that game by 50. And these are two very different teams than they were in week one. We've seen that Lob, like, <clears throat> you know, the quote, like, if you can make God bleed, people cease to believe in him. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we already knew that Lob and, and Duyez was a close matchup and someone, one of the good teams had to beat the other good team. But I think Ozone beating Lob was that, like, making them bleed moment. So I'd really love to see how the Warriors now match up against Lob with Gion being as, like, full-fledged in the league. He's gotten his feathers. He's, he's a peacock. You got to let him fly. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, and I favor the Warriors here, but whoever they get in the next round is going to be a great game too, regardless of if it's Ozone or Lob. So. And then before we go, uh, outside of the Duyez boys, because I know how we stand on them, I want your – now that because we did this early in the podcast, like one of the first couple episodes, I want one of your <clears throat> picks for a contender – and a pick for a sleeper. All right. Well, I think Duyez is winning the whole thing. I know you don't want that. I'm going to come out and say it. No, I know. I mean, I, know I think you went the 50, same 50. I know you went 50-50. Stop betting against us. It's just fueling our fire. We love hearing that people don't believe in us because that's what most of us have heard all our lives when it comes to sports. That's why everyone plays with a chip on their shoulder on the Duyez boys. So stop betting against us because that just only makes us play better. Um. Actually, keep betting against us. I like it. Um, no, I contender. Uh, who do I think can win the finals besides us? Is what you're asking? Yes. Give me the Rhode Island Warriors. My initial pick the beginning of the year was halfway. Give me the Rhode Island Warriors. Lock it in. I think we can still see them in the finals. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm trying to think. If it wasn't Duye's boys. Which it is. Which it is. I think it's the werewolves. Okay. And as far as a sleeper goes. Oh, I didn't give you my I, sleeper. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll give you mine. Then you give me yours. I feel bad calling them a sleeper because they are a very good team. But it's Sin City. I really like the way they play basketball. And I still think that even without Javon, they have a good chance to make a run. If It just depends if Devin or Devon Pina shows up. Yeah, that's the big thing, especially if they get Dewey's boys in the finals, should they get there. Is, is Devin or Devon Pina going to show up? Right. Um, my sleeper is the 03 Gents from Cranston East, the Ozone boys. Um, 
I think any team on the bottom half of the bracket besides the bogey kicks can win the can get to the championship. It has a chance to make the championship a good game. Mm, that that bottom half of the bracket, that side with the two seed, is a very loaded side of the bracket. And that is <clears throat> I think any team has a chance, but it's definitely like you'd rather be on this side of the bracket, like with the Duyes boys. And I get it's like that's all by design. Like the one seed, you're technically supposed to have the easiest road. But I definitely think that the side of the bracket with the one side is a little bit easier of a road than the two seed and, side. And that's not saying that the war uh, the werewolves and half of crooks aren't good because that's those are gonna be very good games. But I I just think that the bottom half of the bracket is much closer together exactly. in terms of any of these teams can win a game on any given night. Yeah. Granted that can happen in the top, but it's tough. It's tough to view it that way. Like, like the werewolves are really hot right now. So, you know, you, you kind of think in your head that, that there's a pretty good chance that the werewolves take this, this first game. They should, they're the higher seed that should go chalk. Um, and then, you know, obviously the werewolves can beat us halfway can beat us, but the do boys are eight and no. Right. So you have a tough time picking against them. If you're, if you're betting, right. Um, and then you don't think that anybody in that playing game is really going to be able to make a run in the top half of the bracket. But in, the fact that you ha- that there's a very real chance for a team in the playing game in the bottom half to make the finals is very scary. And that's why it's it's a tough half tough half of the bracket. Yeah, those these ozone boys this year they're very reminiscent of uh, a certain finals champion. Yeah, that's and that's why they're my sleeper because the year that we won the championship, we were a playing team. We were in the eight nine matchup where only the fam and Lincoln eighteeners are, and we had to face the one seed in the second round. Not on the same night. That's the only difference. Yeah, we had it was like a Sunday afternoon was the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and then we had to come back and play Tuesday night, but. We won the championship in the playing game slot. So for all those playing game team, playing, playing game teams. Yeah, I was right. For all those playing game teams, anything for sure is possible. If you believe in yourself enough, um, I think we are case in point of that. Um, and we haven't lost. We've only lost one game since then in the championship. So. Um, once you start believing in yourself, things change. You know, everyone in the post game show talked about the DJ's boys chemistry, right? And they said, that's why they're so good. You know, I, I think that's, that's very evident, right? Um, but we just believe in each other. And I think that's, that's a, the difference that we possess, right? And that's why we might not be the best eight guys all together collectively. But, you know, once you start believing in your teammates and we're all like very good friends, we've known each other for a long time. Once you start believing in yourselves and, and the guys around you, and if you believe the other three guys on the court with you can can make it happen, and anything can really anything can happen when you're out there. So yeah, so, so anything take is that possible. with a grain of salt. Take 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 that life advice today, and uh, you and just do need what you the want. Uh, you need the Hogan brothers. I can't remember which one is Lizzie, but you just need him to say, "Hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of," and make that run. I know that was bad. I liked it. I liked it. No, so hey, someone has to say it. Someone has to say it. Danny, would you like to send us off with another one of your famous lines as the last game of the regular season? All right. I'll close it out. That's been everything. It was a great regular season. We've got a great playoff slate to look forward to. 
This has been the Low Post Podcast. It's the Magic Man and El Diablo. It's PJ Thomas and Dan Ruggiero. Shake and bake, everybody. <laughs>